From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 437. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Harry's, and Good Made Better. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by one half of Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. <laughs> I'm like 90%. Okay. I'm like 90%. Well, my functionality is a little bit diminished. Your functionality so. is severely downgraded. Right, because this, yeah. is, this is the thing. We were talking about this last week. I feel like mm-hmm. this week spirits are higher which is good so we can maybe talk about it differently uh because i was quite worried about you last week but you pulled <laughs> through too. um but the the functionality of brad dowdy when his right arm is removed is like significantly mm. decreased more than the average person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah you know? i'm it's it's a frustration i like i'm not gonna lie i'm frustrated but i'm in a way better mood just because i'm feeling better you know the further away you get from it like i it's still you know still have pain and mm-hmm. you know you still kind of when you're moving around with a cast on your wrist you still you know mostly feel good but then you zap yourself you know if you you leverage it wrong or something like that you know trying to do something i have a funny story we'll get to later in this show it'll fit better uh in a moment um to just to emphasize why that's the case but yeah like in general like i'm doing way better than last week like last week i had to type in the document to tell mike like we need to stop because i need to not i i need to go lay down Mm -hmm. (laughs) like this week i feel like totally normal except you know my wrist is in a cast and sometimes i electrocute myself if i pick if i move it wrong um and also, like just before last week, just like I assume that your mental state was frazzled because you were going to find out how bad it was, right? Like that yep. was what you what you were. As soon as you hung up with me, you yep. basically got ready to go see an orthopedic surgeon, right? And what is the situation for anyone that hasn't seen your Instagram? Yeah, the situation is we are clear for casting, no surgery required. So which. Good is a huge deal because then it hopefully means I'll have little to no physical therapy when I'm done. Like we, sh- the, the doctor feels like the break's going to heal cleanly. He didn't feel like he needed to do any work to have it set up correctly. Um, so you know, like they didn't casting need to it. reset you. Right. Which feels right. sounds like, and I assume feels like one of the worst things ever. Yeah, yeah, this is a huge win. Like, this is a huge win. That's that's for sure. So, yeah, so now I'm just casted up. We'll get the cast cut off on December 7th to get a fresh x-ray. Then we'll decide to cast back up for three more weeks or go to a splint. So, I'm in good shape as far Excellent. as, like, um, the the process goes to getting back to normal. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling very good about that. I'm still, like, you know, every day... I'm anxious for it to be over with, right? Because it just really, you know, just like anybody, like this is a minor thing in the grand scheme of things, but it just throws little kinks into your plans. And when you're someone who kind of writes with their right hand for part of their living, you know, it just, it might, my headspace is like, you know, it it goes up and down for sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's all good though. And We'll be over this before you know it. It'll be a blip on the radar. We'll we'll get to episode one thousand. We'll go. Remember that time Brad broke his wrist? Oh yeah, that was yep. silly. So yeah, yeah it's, it's like gonna... how we say. Do you remember that time when Brad gave up, and left yeah. the show? Yeah, that one I do forget. I I yeah, never forget the Brad hates fountain pens because people bring that up. I do forget that it wasn't long after that we were on a break. Mm-hmm. Um, for probably like two months. 
Yep. I want to say like around episode 20 something, 24, 27, right around there. So yeah. Yep. So, uh, it's good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely feeling better. I'm getting more into the routine good. and now we just, we just need to work on my writing. So I, yeah, what is the update? How have you been, uh, how's lefty life treating you? It's okay. Like I can do it. I'm not mentally in a place to work on it yet. Like I'm still pretty frustrated with it uh, as far as like sitting still and focusing on it just because I don't want to sit still and focus on it mostly. But I cannot write more than a minute or two with my right hand. So the way my cast is built, like it's my fingers are pretty open and I can grab, let's just say a pencil. I found that pencils are working very well because they're, they're long and skinny and you know, you don't have to fight with say a concave grip section or a step down in the barrel on a fountain pen, nor do you have to worry about a specific angle of a fountain pen or Mm -hmm. let's say a standard pen having like a weird grip or something like that. So I can grip like an inch or two back on the pencil and write with my right hand. But as I found out this weekend, as I was doing that, and it's like, oh, my handwriting's okay like this. I'm enjoying this. I would just swell up my entire right arm inside my cast because I'm using it and I really shouldn't. Yeah, right? I, I <laughs> saw you using it a little bit and it concerned me because I was worried that you were not allowing yourself to heal properly. <laughs> it wasn't. It was not the best idea. So that was like on Sunday I, or, or uh, sorry, Friday, I wrote a bunch and I was like, hmm, yeah, that's not good. So like Sunday yeah. and Monday and all this week, any notes I've been taking, I've been taking them left-handed. So it, it's pretty rough, but it's passable. Like I can read my notes. So like I'm mm-hmm. not totally doing it, but I'm also not sitting down and writing out the alphabet like I should be doing, like to practice my shapes and forms. Like I haven't settled on a left-handed angle yet, right? So that's one of the big things with lefties. I mean, righties too, but more so lefties is what's the angle of the pen to the paper when you're writing? Overhook Um, for life, baby. Yeah. So like most... Like the traditional, I would say the traditional lefty, not being a lefty, but the traditional lefty is the overhook, right? Yep. Like you can see what you're writing and you try to avoid getting some of the ink or graphite mm-hmm. on your hand. And that actually works the worst for me. Yeah, I know why. In practice. I know why. Why? Because you're writing your letters. Because I, I, I read this uh, in your wonderful newsletter refill. And mm-hmm. you were saying that like the that it didn't feel right, like the, the pen mm-hmm. on paper didn't feel right. I think it's because you are writing I probably write my letters backwards to you, like in yes. reverse. The strokes are reversed. Right. So and, I have a picture yeah. in my head of how an A goes. Right. And the picture is traditionally bottom left to top middle and down, right? So mm-hmm there's that stroke is is then has to transfer to my left hand where it if i was learning from scratch it might be easier to have a different start and stop point for an a or a b or a c but i'm just tra- trying to transfer that over to my mm. left hand the same way i write it right-handed mm-hmm. right so it's but a it's like bit not of a only you're coming at it from the opposite angle you're also coming from upside down mm-hmm. so like there's just going to be things that you do that are ingrained in you that aren't going to produce the same result. Mm-hmm. Also, like the angle at which you're holding the pen might be wrong. I don't know. So, yeah, it's 
basically, if you really do want to commit to that, you need to spend some real time doing it. But I guess you might not have to commit to it the way that we were thinking you may have to. Um, right. Because it seems like at least that um, it's not going to be so long. Right. Exactly. So do I, I'll still probably, I'm going to practice it more because even right now, like I can't even like halfway do the, the right hand writing thing because it ends up hurting quickly. Like yeah, you I really be shouldn't. Doing that. You really, really shouldn't. You're not allowing yeah. your, yeah yourself time. I'm not to giving heal. it a break. And, and you know, like if you want to be back to full health, once this is over, you've got to treat the injury yep. seriously. Yep. Yep. So, you know, and, uh, it's it's a whole thing like when you're learning how to rewrite again you know everything is different and i'm just trying to like mirror how i do it right-handed and it's it's not super effective plus you get really tired yeah you know you have a lot more hand strain even though i've noticed that i grip the pencil lighter left-handed than right-handed it's just a different movement and like your hand gets tired quicker so you know i'm working on it i'm going to keep practicing and i'll keep sharing it I don't know that I'm going to go full lefty mode for the next several weeks, but we'll see. Maybe I will just because I'm already frustrated at the lack of usage that I get for like my pens and pencils and things like that. Like I'm sitting here staring at them at my desk and it's just frustrating that I can't just do what I did a few weeks ago. But again, mm-hmm. so short term, so big picture insignificant um, that it's no big deal. Uh, the one thing we were talking, one of the things we talked about last week, because I was urging people <laughs> not to buy things from you, <laughs> because you, because you'd have to do the packing, mm-hmm. and then you restocked your wonderful uh, <laughs> Bic Click Loner pen, which people can yeah. go look at in the show if you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I, I feel like I'm not sure why you did that. People have been, I've been out of them for a couple months, uh-huh. and people have been like constantly emailing like they want those pens no i'm uh, sure because they're great yep and i've got them and i've got help shipping so like my wife's shipping so we're shipping i'm shipping less like this doesn't really help to say it on the podcast because people who are ordering stuff no aren't necessarily listening to this but i normally ship two days a week right Mm -hmm. it's kind of a good pacing for every business that i run i ship so Wednesdays and Sundays were my shipping days for Knox, Spoke, and Pen Addict. Okay. Now it's about once a week. Right. Whenever you know me and Mary Beth can commit to a couple hours to get out there and do it okay. together. Um, so I felt like that's good enough to I, to get those out there. Um, I have a sneaky knock release that I'm going to do today too. <laughs> Brad Downey, you can't be stopped. You're a monster. So, I sent you. I replied to your tweet with a a, a gif of Lord Business from yes. the Lego Movie, and that's what we refer to it as when I do things like that. It's like Lord Business is taking over, and that's just what you gotta do. What, what knock release do you have? It's secret. I had so put it this way. I I shared it on stream yesterday. I have a um. I had a box show up last week, unannounced. No email, advance notice, no tracking, no nothing. Big box shows up from our case manufacturer. And I knew I wasn't owed anything. There should be nothing arriving right now. And I opened it up and saw what it was. And it was the Burton case that we did for the 2019 Pen Addict. 
Um, right. Campaign, the wax canvas pouch, A5 pouch, which was one of the best things we've ever one done. One of the very best, yep. Yeah, one of my favorite products. And apparently, so what our manufacturer does is they hold products until we say ship them, right? Mm-hmm. So like if I, I was explaining this, if we order a 1,000 cases... I can say, okay, ship me 250 and then sell those. Then, okay, ship me 250 and whatever. But the manufacturer at the end of the year, they just unload like whatever you haven't sent out, right? If it's been sitting there for, you know, a while, they, they don't want to hold the, carry the inventory into mm-hmm. the next year. Um, so that's what this was. They found, like, I didn't think I was owed any more cases. They found a box of about 70 cases. So, wow. Uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot it on an email to, um, not co mailing list probably this afternoon and, um, just release those just because it's like, we don't have anything special coming before the holidays, but this is a nice little surprise. And I know some people wanted that case and I'm keeping it at the same price because I paid the same price as we did in 2019, mm-hmm. but it will, if we ever do this again, it will be much more expensive than, uh, what you're going to get it for when I release these, it'll be the same price as before, which was $50, which like I, I wrote this all, I already have the newsletter written and I, I put a comparison. I was like, just look at the pricing that we had for the wax canvas brass towns and um, Sinclair's in this campaign. And you'll know how the pricing's changed from, you know, the, the year, year and a half difference in these uh, product launches. So I know the next time won't be as cheap, but I'm going to keep the price the same just because, you know, I paid the same price. Um, so we'll just pass that on to the to the customers. But next time, I'm just preparing people to say, remember that time it was $50 and you're telling me it's whatever now? It's like, I'm pre- preparing you now. It's going to go up. It's, a good, it's probably the best knock product we did. It's really... For a Kickstarter. It's really well done. It's good. It's really it's good. useful. It covers a lot of bases. And I will be making a new one eventually yeah it's a little bit more general purpose yes you can use it for other stuff um i just feel that it's it's set up just right it it came out exactly how we wanted it to come out and i just i wouldn't change a thing so yeah so we're gonna have more shipping all right um so yeah board business in action just take it easy yeah like it's it's tough i know i understand but I, I, but then I also, you know, took like four Advil like before we started this podcast because I've been banging around my arm all morning. Oh, Brad Daddy. <sighs> I'm not writing though. It's just life. Yeah, I know. I mean, like when you hurt yourself, uh, you realize all the ways in which you use your body that you don't think about. Yeah. And so I'm it's sure like, you're going through that too. Yeah. It's like this morning, it's like, huh, I'll be dang, you know, scrambling eggs is pretty tough. <laughs> One handed. <laughs> <laughs> that's how my morning was going <laughs> so yeah good times speaking of good times mike yeah we have a great sponsor uh i want to talk to you about good made better look clearly we all love using great pens but sometimes not all great pens are very user-friendly this is a situation that dan at good made better found himself in he wanted to use his favorite fountain pens for work but was generally taking quick notes so found himself spending more time capping and uncapping his pen than actually using it dan figured out he could fix his pen cap if he could fix his pen cap in one spot he'd have simple one-handed use of his pen making it easier so he'd use it more so if the pen cap just stays in one place you don't have to keep doing all the capping and uncapping this is 
where the Pemwell comes in, which is a product you should know about because we've been speaking about this, I think, since the original. The yep. Pemwell is the writing tool that makes capped pens as handy as click pens. The Pemwell sticks to your desk surface of a micro-suction pad. The pad is repositionable and reusable and can be cleaned if it gets dirty. It has a soft foam insert that grips your pen cap, holding it securely so you can cap and uncap your pen with just one hand. You can simply rest the pen in the cap in between notes, making threaded caps incredibly convenient. Plus, your pen is secure, so no more rolling off the desk. It's always in the same spot but it's easier to grab without even looking for it. They offer two different models at the moment, the Classic and the Traveler, in differing materials and finishes and have something brand new up their sleeve, which we're going to talk about in a bit more detail in a minute. Um, but this is a sponsorship spot for Penwell, and then we're actually going to talk about the Kickstarter campaign for the Penwell Craftsman. Now, the Penwell Craftsman is totally different. Uh, in the sense of how it is made. So the pen wells before have been made out of like wood and brass and, and stuff like that. But the pen well craftsman is made out of concrete. So it changes some of the basic properties of how this product works. You can go and check it out now. Uh, you can go to goodmadebetter.com and you'll find links to the Kickstarter campaign. The Penwell Craftsman is obviously coming very soon. It's available on Kickstarter now. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. But I am a fan of all of these products. I've, I think I've had three or four Penwells now. And what I have told you, what Dan put in the copy that he wanted me to, to, to get across to you is completely true. I leave my pens when I'm recording shows in my pen well, and I can just reach out and grab it because I know where it is. I don't need to find it. And we've all had that thing with fountain pens where you leave it uncapped, you put it down, and it rolls off the desk. This is the type of thing you really don't want to happen, and this is the exact type of problem that the pen well solves. It's also, it basically turns any pen into a quote-unquote desk pen, which is, I think, quite a nice accessory. It's quite a nice, like, executive uh, desk accessory. It makes me feel a little bit more fancy. Uh, Penwell also offer the Skeptics Guarantee. If you don't love it within 30 days, they will buy it back and pay shipping both ways. But you're going to love it. Penwell is a unique and genuinely useful tool that helps making pens more enjoyable to use. If you want to make a good writing experience better, go to goodmadebetter.com and use the code PENADDICT and you will get a 15% discount on your Penwell purchase from the site. That is goodmadebetter.com and the code PENADDICT for 15% off your Penwell purchase. Go check them out right now. Uh, Thanks to Good Made Better for their support of this show. Oh, they also have the travel one as well, uh, which is really nice as well. So there's lots of different options. They have limited edition stuff, stands, really just genuinely very, very, very good. I recommend it. You ready for me to get into this? Yeah, boy. I'm a Dan super fan. Yeah. I just want to be very clear. Dan has sponsored this episode of the podcast. Dan is currently sponsoring the Pen Attic blog this week for the launch of the Craftsman on Kickstarter. So, mm-hmm. you know, Mike and I are very open about, you know, our advertising relationships, but these people are, are most of the time friends before they're, you know, sponsoring us. And I've worked with Dan since before the launch of his first product and the craftsman is the best product he's ever made without question and again we'll just say look all the other ones are really good too they're different kinds of products i think and the craftsman which is the kickstarter campaign one uh i have one Mm -hmm. and it's in it's concrete with a brass base the one that i have yep and i absolutely adore it 
I adore it. It's fantastic. So I just opened mine up yesterday. I just got it yesterday. And I have the orange one. What color did he send you? Like, we haven't talked about this. Blue. So I've gone ahead and backed the Kickstarter for the blue one. I'm I'm, I'm planning on doing it for the orange one. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. Um, So, yeah, the, the Pinwell was such a cool product right it's a it's a classic product that you've that has been kind of modernized right for the way we do things nowadays with our pens and it's turned out to be this really functional desk accessory and you know he 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 launched with the pen well he started making that in different types of woods different types of materials like you said brass and then he did some really cool lacquering ones and did some very cool colors and then he made the traveler which was kind of the portable pin well and it was funny you were you were talking about you know how you put them on your desk and use them for um you know while you're doing your podcast i have the pin well on my desk and then i have the traveler where my photography setup is so i can put the pin set the pin in the traveler either to take pictures or to keep it from rolling off of where i'm shooting photographs which i've damaged a pin because it's rolled off there so i actually keep the traveler where i shoot photos just to use because it works right like i'm gonna this cool thing to keep my pins in and then he comes out with this craftsman thing and let me tell you this this is it's the best one out of the bunch and i have them all and you know dan's been a good friend and sponsor over the years and i've bought things from over the years but this is exactly what you like to see from companies getting their start in the way they iterate and you can tell the improvements yep. that are made. You can tell the refinement and the processes. You can tell the way the things are finished and the way the things are, you know, put together that, you know, wow, this is something better every time. And well, that's this, what I want to see yes. from a company. This is it. It's like the, the original Penwell was really fun and it's a beautiful design and it evokes a classic style of a Penwell but now the craftsman is like you can see that this is a guy who has learned what his product is mm-hmm. and has made a version that is original right right so and yeah th- this yeah. is this is yeah this is the most standalone product even though yep. it's still traditionally styled it is very modern it is very cool it is very functional. Let's let's talk about the function real quick. Do you know how much this thing weighs with the brass plate on it? I don't, but it's heavy. <laughs> Almost a pound. So what I was laughing at earlier is I had to move this over to the left-hand side of my laptop because I couldn't reach for it with my right hand and lift it with... <laughs> With my cast hand, (laughs) I had to move it over so I could have it near me uh, on the left side because it's legit heavy. Um, This is a a, it's it's not a cheap product by any stretch of the imagination, but Mm -hmm. you can tell where the quality is and why it's the price that it is just in the way it's manufactured um, and how just substantial it is like it is literally you know, I don't even know how much these things are going to cost to ship, but you know, that's it's a it's a big bulky product, yeah. but it's so cool. I I don't know. I'm I'm fawning over it because I legitimately love it, um, not because Dan's a friend or Dan's advertising with us, but because I have it right here in my hand and I can tell what went into it to make it what mm-hmm. it is, and I'm just very appreciative of that. I, I really like it. Yeah, super super good. So go check it out. Go check out the Kickstarter campaign. It looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have the brass base on yours? So you can get yeah. it. So this con it's concrete, right? So mm-hmm. it can 
you can use it just with the concrete part, or you can add a brass base to it. Did you stick that on yours or are you using it separate? Mine come, came with it attached. Okay. So mine came disattached, right. which you can order it either way. And it's heavy enough without the brass to do a great job like on your desk, but uh, that brass just kind of sets it off, right? Yeah. I, for me, this is very, very much my aesthetic, the, the concrete and brass. Like, I, I, He has definitely tapped into a specific type of Instagram, uh, like... <laughs> pinterest uh design <laughs> style like it fits in that very well like i i could have this could adorn many uh fancy airbnbs right like yeah you know it would fit so so works. i didn't know the words i didn't know the words to to put that in but that's a thought i have i was like this is like the visual this is like perfect visual eye candy yeah but for for people who don't know anything about fountain pens but for people who love fountain pens or standard pens you can use it for anything mm-hmm. you really it it really sets it off like mm-hmm. on your desk it's it's kind of perfect so yeah very much uh very happy with this and uh g- great job dan i think this is the best design yet so so i wanted to touch on a couple of uh items of follow-up from last time yeah. speaking uh, of the best design yet yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the the 1911 Loch Ness Monster that we spoke about, mm-hmm. um, the Nibsmith posted some pictures uh, of it outside, and the blue looks so much better than any other picture that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, like looks many like other pen. pens, it's like, oh, here is a bunch of pictures, and it looks different in every single one of them. Uh, but if it was this blue, I like it more. But the points from last week still stand as to it's the wrong color for the name, and the name is weird. <laughs> so I, w- I want to be crystal clear, which I feel like I have to be sometimes. I love how this pen looks. I love everything about this pen. Dan's pictures, I think, make it look even better. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just trying to figure out why, like the why, the name, and why. What is Sailor doing with their product offerings now as far as like standard editions and limited editions and regional editions? Like I'm not questioning how like how cool this pen looks. I think it looks awesome. And I, I bet this looks awesome in person, but just like we saw with the Pirates Life, even Sailor had to redo their pictures on Instagram because people couldn't figure out what color it was. <laughs> it's just one of those things that's difficult. But uh yeah, it's it's the Loch Ness monster. It's blue and black and not very Loch Nessy in my head, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it doesn't mean it's not an awesome pen. And I, I think it's super cool. I just I think I have the four AM, which is blue and black too, just translucent ear. So there you go. Great pen, questionable other things, but yeah, I it's pretty awesome. So we also had a STP question about perforated notebooks mm-hmm. and something i never would have considered until you sent it to me is why not just buy a, a perforation cutter and do it yourself you can turn any book into a perforated book i would have never considered this either because i yeah. didn't know this was a thing it yeah. makes sense that this is a thing but someone sent this to me and i was like huh i'll be danged look at this you can just perf your own notebook with like it's just like a rolling tool think of it like a box cutter but with like a rotating blade to cut in the perfs right so you just run that through run that down your page make your purse i don't know how many pages this thing would cut through at a time but you could do a, you know probably two or three at a time it probably works pretty well but there is actually a real life 
complete solution already built in for this mic. And I had no idea, despite us reviewing Dingbat's notebooks on the Pen Attic before, they always get uh, very good reviews. They're very good style, very well built, good products, good notebooks, good paper. And they are perfed from front to back. So these are like, you know, the 184 page notebook, like your standard A5 thick notebook, perf right from the jump. So all of them? Yep. Hundred oh I'm looking at okay, so like the wildlife collection. Yeah, it may not really be in cool. all their no in all their books. Yeah, so it's not all options. So like the Earth collection last sixteen pages, micro perforated, okay? Wildlife collection, one hundred and ninety two micro perforated pages. Okay. So, you know, there you go. So Dingbats has this offering and we've reviewed the wildlife collection. They're really nice. And uh, I think everyone um, thinks of the the very positively of the Dingbats notebooks. I just didn't realize it was a front to back perforation. Like it oh. says right here, 192 micro perforated pages. So I think that's your answer for that question, which I wasn't sure we were going to get an answer to. And honestly, I got one more Someone sent me a, a notebook and I couldn't even re- couldn't find the link. I must not have saved it. It was from a brand I'd never heard of, but they had also done like a, a full perf type of notebook. But I would go with the Dingbats because we at least have some experience and know that they're uh, good quality stuff. But check, you know, if you're interested in this, make sure you're buying the correct model because they will not all contain the the full perf perforated situation. But um. They're good. They're fairly priced. Good quality. Really mm-hmm. good looking. So yeah, highly recommend this. So that's a, a great, great answer and a great solution for a problem I didn't know we had, Mike. But you know, apparently we did. Grafvon Faber Castell has released their Pen of the Year for 2021. This name is such a strange thing because when you say Pen of the Year, you think like, oh, this is the one, the pen that they released, and this is the best one. But it's not. It is the pen for the year 2021 so every year they release an incredibly expensive high-end uh designed pen this year it's called knights and the pen Mm -hmm. itself looks it evokes lots of uh knight and castle imagery uh like the cap has a what is that thing called at the top of a castle is it a turret yeah, but that's not the design feature being the turret, right? The the kind of the up and down of the wall. I I don't know the exact name. There's yeah. all kinds of terminology. And but let, the let's... body is a nice kind of like wooden effect with there being a big jewel at the bottoms. It's a cool looking pen. Yeah, and this isn't normally like our our arena to discuss, you know, 4,000 euro pens. That's not really our move here on the pen addict, but we do, we do Mike because of only one reason. There's only one reason we're discussing this pen, Mike. (laughs) I know. And you know what it is. Yeah. So we can re-bring up the 2020s pen. (laughs) (laughs) I am never going to skip an opportunity to talk about a fountain pen with abs on it, oh, Mike. Geez. And that is the 2020 Pen of the Year Sparta featuring abs. Abs, Mike, in the grip section. Abs. I, I, I'd forgotten about this. <laughs> there Look, are abs in the grip section. 
I was uh we even we were even concerned with the orientation of the abs, if I remember uh correctly <laughs> last year. But Kate you know, is letting us know that the the up and down thing on the top yeah. of a turret is called castellations. Castellations. It's so talk about the knights for a second. This is stunning. It looks like, amazing, right? This is yeah. what your superstar highly you're like literally your pin of the year. You're putting all of your effort as a brand mm-hmm. into making your couture collection for the year, your show pin, right? Last year was abs <laughs> on a grip section. This year is like a legit, amazingly cool pen, right? It's like, like the, the the difference between these two pens is ridiculous because like <laughs> the last year's looked tacky and also a joke, right? right? But this one, it's like, holy moly, you made a cool looking pen, right? Like yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. not too much. It's like just the right amount and it's the details are more understated and therefore i think more effective absolutely like they this is you know this is like perfect execution for what you're trying to do like for the story you're trying to tell like they did a wonderful job i love looking at this pen like i have no desire like i don't like the big flash pens like Mm -hmm. now you know Give me a chaos pen. We might have to have a different story. Uh, might tell a different story, Mike. But like, this is never a pen that I'm going. Oh, this is now on my shopping list, like for a Grail pen type of thing. It's just not. I'm not interested in 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 that. But for what it is, and for what they executed, it's amazing. And it's such a different pen. I actually went back and looked through some of the previous years before the Abs pen, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like this Knight's pen. It's like this abs pen is kind of an outlier mm. in like what they were trying to do. It was a little bit tryhardy with with the abs. It's like right idea, wrong execution. Where like they did the samurai was the year before, and it's really beautiful. Oh, it looking at looks that like now. the knights and yeah. So they've done some really cool special things, but um, and, and the knights is one of those things. It was just I I'm never gonna skip yeah all of the previous years are really good and really beautiful Mm -hmm. why did they put abs on that pen (laughs) that was so stupid you know it's the great unanswered question mike like we will never know like the last 10 years of these things have looked fantastic yeah and then they made this like joke (laughs) pen why did they do that they were just i don't know it's just one of those i think that's when you get a little you get a little bit high on your own supply right yeah i think that's one what the thing is it's like oh man we're crushing this look at the feedback we get you know look at this you know the vikings pen that they did is really subtle compared to a lot of these other ones i don't know what year that 2017 yeah like it is subtle and classic classically styled and they're probably every year they're getting like great articles written about these because you'll never you'll very rarely see one of these in person right uh, that's not what this pen is this isn't, isn't like an every person's pen right this is like this sh- the show the show car um and then to just come out with that i i think it was just a little bit we can we can do no wrong type of situation and it's like whoops <laughs> we put abs on the grip section and that was a thing wasn't it <laughs> So anyway, good job with the Knights. All right, this episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Penn Chalet. They sell the best products from the companies that you love 
with fast and reliable customer service with the best prices you can find and fantastic shipping options. These are all wonderful reasons to support this company. Penshelai really are a great pillar of our community as well. They have authentic, amazing rollables, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more and are always adding discounts and new products to their site multiple times a month they're always getting stuff on there as much as they can and they're doing the best prices that they can offer you as well as having the pens that you're looking for they also have the accessories whether you're looking for a carrying case or a refill maybe you want a converter doesn't matter what you're looking for bottles of ink pen chalet have got it they sell internationally with great shipping rates and if you're in the u.s and your order is over 50 dollars, your shipping is free pen chalet has low prices on high quality pens and they offer a 100 percent satisfaction guarantee so go to pen that's p-e-n-c-h-a-l-e-t.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website enter the password pen addict and you'll get a code to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet and access to a selection of special offers available just to Pen Addict listeners. What has what uh, caught your eye this time? Mr. So two, two primary pens, very interesting additions this week. Monteverdi Invincia Deluxe, which is very pretty black nib Monteverde with, importantly, the rose gold one at 50% off. It's a lot off. I'm probably not supposed to say that out loud, so I said it quietly. So maybe you didn't hear it, and you'll just go over and check it. What did you um, say? I'm, I didn't hear I it. Didn't, I didn't say anything. So, oh, okay. Um, the next one, I'm even going to say even less. Um, the Estabrook Maraschino Esti Oversize, the bright red Estabrook. Ooh. If you've been looking for an Estabrook and you haven't found one that caught your eye in the, the Maraschino, uh, is a more recent release, and you were looking for that one, this is at a... Um, a price you don't normally see so it's it's definitely discounted um a little bit more than normal and i don't know that these normally get many discounts so it was interesting to see because you don't see that so um very cool two very good choices uh this week at very good prices very good discounts you don't normally see and then of course there's a whole slew of other offers as you go scroll down the page so uh definitely go and check them out all right, you can go there right now, penchalet.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password penaddict to get your hands on these deals. Our thanks to Penchalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. Mike. Mm-hmm. I, I try not to be like the high horse person. Like I, I get un, unfairly, you know, Brad's riding the high horse kind of thing again. And... There was an article out a week ago. So we're fans of the wire cutter here. I'm fans of the wire cutter. I've worked with them on some pen pen articles and notebook articles, which we'll get to. And they, you know, they, what, how would you describe their business model, Mike? They're a reviews site. Mostly like they're trying to find the best of everything. Right. So and, yeah, and they were they'll, they'll bought out a, by the category. They will buy a bunch of the leading products in the category, do a bunch of research, try them all out, and then give you their results at the end of it. It's more, you know, like a modern consumer reports or a like witch we have here in the UK. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they make their money through affiliate fees. Right. right. And then the so, New York Times bought them. Right. So the wire cutter, I value them because I feel like they 
you know, they're an affiliate based review site, but I feel like they do a good job at the, they do the correct vetting and the correct analysis and, you know, the, the kind of thorough testing that you want to see to get to the actual answer and just set of, you know, spewing out a bunch of leaks. Here's our top 10 X, right? So they are legit, like, take it seriously to find the best thing. So they did an article, November 6th, the best pencils for writing and schoolwork. Cool. Like, let me see what's in here. And I don't have a real problem with, you know, any of the choices or any of the testing that they did. I have an issue with the premise of the article in the first place that they're focused on the U.S. market, for one. You know, what's readily available for most people to buy, right? This is not a stationary blog saying, hey, here's our stationary nerd stuff to go shop around and dig, you know, dig in corners of the internet, you know, and find all this cool stuff, right? This is mainstream, right? You got to think of it that way. So they're grabbing what they find at local stores, Amazon, um, things like that. So let me just get the grouping of pencils here. So they have like the the Dixon Ticonderoga, the General Semihex, the Palomino's Forest Choice, the Amazon Basics, you know, um, the Statler Norica. So all things that you can just grab at the major big box retailers to test. Fine. Test out all those things. Tell me what's the best pencil. Their choice was the um the palomino so which is the forest choice which is a great pencil like nothing wrong with this pencil nothing wrong with any of these pencils but then they go and mix in the blackwing 602 and i have a real issue with this because now they've inserted a specialty pencil in with these mainstream pencils and it kind of like screws up the question that they're trying to find an answer to. Why? Why? Because this is not a go grab it off the shelf at Office Max right. or find it at Target pencil. But they do so call now, that the upgrade pick, though. The the six oh two. So if you're going to, in, so the problem is if you include that, now you've opened up the can to find a different answer for the best pencils for writing and schoolwork and would be literally none of these that they chose. What do you, can you, can you clarify that part? Yeah. So once you say, Hey, this is the great upgrade. If you want something fancy, do this. Yeah. Now they've, they've opened up the category to including Mitsubishi pencils, Tombow pencils, you know, um, any other kind of not even like the super niche stuff, but like mm. something like the Tombos and the Mitsubishis and the Unis are as easy, if not easier to access than the Blackwing. Right. And are better than even their best pick, the Palomino Forest Choice for your basics. It was, it was kind of unfair to the rest of the article, I think. Right. The best pencils for writing and... Eh, it 
I don't know. Like I'm, I'm probably the only one that sees it this way that has a problem with this article. And there's really no problem. Like I'm just finding things to, to pick on, but it really like sits in my head. If I'm writing this article, I'm doing exactly what they did Mm -hmm. and not including the Blackwing 602. Like it shouldn't even be considered the upgrade. It should not even be mentioned in this article because now you have to include all the other generally mainstream pencils that are like the one notch below in accessibility as everything that they that they picked. Everything at right. Target, Office Max, Walmart, that's one set of reviews. And then to lump the Blackwing 602 in there, it, it just feels like you didn't do a good enough job at telling me, at answering what you're trying to, to solve on this by throwing that in there. Because now there's... 50 other pencils that are better than everything that they picked instead of if they didn't include that i wouldn't even thought twice at this article right so like i'm just trying to figure out like how i would do this differently and this one really stood out to me because in just a second we're going to talk about so an article that came out a week later so they're updating all their stationary articles they've had these articles for years they did the best notebooks and notepads article okay i guess let's go ahead and talk about that now because it'll maybe it'll make more sense in um, what I'm trying to explain with this pencil article. This one is called the best notebooks and notepads, okay? In comparison, the pencil one is called the best pencils for writing and schoolwork. I'd say this notebooks and notepads is even a more generic, you know, question that they're asking. What are the best notebooks and notepads? Mike, they went off the charts completely from the jump and did an amazing job. Everything on here is Apica, Midori, Leuchtturm, Moramon, Field Notes, Muji, Levenger. Like, they crushed this article. Like, they just but did this from one, top though, to bottom. They got people like you to help, right? Right. So, like, I had a Because I of... went through this. It was kind of funny to me. I was scrolling through <laughs> it, and I was like, hang on a minute. That's Brad's handwriting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was just, like, skimming it at first. Yeah, and like I, I got it's not even my handwriting, but I did even I did a double take. So that's not my handwriting, by the way. It's someone who's really? uh, very similar. Yeah, I, I even I did a double take. I was like, oh, where's that picture of mine from? And I was like, oh, that is Are you actually sure? not mine because that yeah. really looks like your handwriting. So the one the picture you're talking about the picture with like the different like there's six lines. I'm not looking at Apica it right now. pencil ballpoint. Yeah, that's not my handwriting. My word, that looks like your handwriting. <laughs> I did a double take, to be perfectly honest. Huh. I don't write my A's like that. Right. Or, or I don't have as low of an A crossbar as they do. Okay. But it's close. I will admit that. I did, even I did a double take. Because I, they didn't ask me for any pictures. And I, like, I, I have like one quote in like, you know, thousands of words article. Like I don't, I didn't have any... Like, I gave them, like, seven or eight kind of brands that I like. And mm-hmm. that just gave them a baseline to say, hey, let's go test these things out, right? I didn't have any input in saying this is... It, I didn't have any voting sway, right, in this. Mm-hmm. I just gave them some ideas to look at. When you have an article that says, this is the best notebooks and notepads, and executed this flawlessly, in my opinion... And then flip over to this pencils guide and it's that much, it's more disjointed in the story you're trying to tell me. And two different people wrote it. Two different people were editing these articles. It just felt weird to me. Like these are the things I fixate on. This is, 
<laughs> these are the things that keep me up at night. Is like, why did you put the Blackwing six hundred two in here? Because now you didn't you didn't um, include like fifty other pens pencils that are better than that. You know, but if you just didn't include it in there, it would have been a lot more realistic article, I think, in what you were trying to to answer. You know, the the question that you asked. Then you flip over to the best notebooks and notepads, and they just absolutely destroyed it. Like it is like an unimpeachable article, except like the what the one thing that I mentioned that is not in here, and I think it's probably an access thing again, like all these. Um, like I put in write notepads for a pocket notebook. Like there's no mention of write in there, but that's because they're not easy to get. Well, that goes into like the Blackwing six hundred two thing on the the pencils. Um, before it's you know, easier to get. You can find it at some specialty stores and things, but the entire list of the best notebooks and notepads is all specialty store stuff outside of Leuchtturm. So it's just like, mm. I, I don't know. It's it's weird. It, it, it Like, again, I am literally the only one on the planet that has this argument, <laughs> but these are the things that bug me. It might be more of a sticking point because these two things exist like mm-hmm. if it was just the pencil one maybe it wouldn't be as bad mm-hmm. um where you can say like all right like i kind of get why you would include the black wing in here because like people do really like it and it's got a lot of history and like it's mm-hmm. considered a really good one and then you'd be like you should have expanded it a bit further but fine like you know whatever mm-hmm. but then when you compare it to the other article where they have included vastly more um, specialty products. It's like, well, why didn't right. you do that for both of them? Right. Because everywhere they're getting the Moromons and the Apicas and all of these other products that you have to work harder to acquire there are the same shops where you get your Tombos and your Mitsubishis and other pencils like that that would just absolutely trounce pretty much everything they have on this other list. So I just thought that that, um, that diversion uh, between these two articles coming out a week apart was noticeable to someone like me where, you know, most people don't care. <laughs> Again, I guess this is why we have a podcast. Uh, that's 400 and a billion episodes into things so, is because Brad's obsesses about things that doesn't ma- that don't matter. I will say that the problem you are having is a mm-hmm. problem that I know many of my nerdy friends have about the wire cutter and have had about the wire cutter for a while. Which is, if you really care about the thing they are writing about, mm-hmm. you are likely to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem, is because they killed this notebook article. I was shocked. I was literally shocked when I read this notebook article that it just kept going and going and going. Like, oh my god. They actually right, but, really get it. Well, but then well, this I mean, pencil article is that no you clue. You did help. <sighs> like, so it is, like, I, I don't <laughs> think you can compare these, Brad, because they literally asked you for your opinion. <laughs> Well, not just me. Like, no, I didn't it wasn't do any of the testing. You, but you're, you're definitely going to find more stuff you like when they say, <laughs> hey, Brad, what do you like? Well, I didn't test any of it. I was not part of the testing. What, you've not tested these notebooks before? Yes, but they have like a whole testing panel. 
No, I like, know, but my my point is, you know they work good. So, like, when you say these work good, you know they're good, and if they like them, which is likely because they're good, then you're going to be happier with it. My I point guess. is that I think that the, this notebook article, especially, is a little bit more, from what I've seen, of an outlier, because typically... They will either have someone on staff that they have do these articles, or at least I don't know if they do this in the New York Times days, but they do. They did this in the standalone days. They would hire someone. So like Jason yes. Snell was hired by the Wirecutter a couple of times to do uh, some technology things for them. So they bring in an expert, right? Yeah, they would do freelancer and- experts. Yeah, which you have helped with in some instance. Not, I don't think yeah. you were a freelance expert, but you were at least asked your uh, opinion. Um, yeah, I'm part of the pen article, uh, like yeah, the, the best like standard pen article. Yeah, yeah. So of course those ones are gonna you're gonna like those more. <laughs> it seems like maybe they kind of freewheeled it a little bit with the pencil one. Um, yeah. Not that I'm saying not. I look. Do not get me wrong. Clearly, this wire cutter, the person who did this pencil one for the wire cutter, Sarah Whitman knows what she's talking about or at least has good opinions from the stuff that she's used because she picked all things that you liked um except it went a little bit off the rails towards the end but my point is that like it was clearly a smaller sample size Mm -hmm. um so there you go yeah i just just think that like the criticism you're leveling of like this one's perfect. What's wrong with the other one? Can't can't be be held up when you helped. Well, and plus, I'm using a lot more pencils these days. Like I'm having all these pencil thoughts, and I mm-hmm. just felt a little bit let down. Like the I think the pencils I think the pencils got the shaft, Mike. Mm. When I look at this article, though, Brad, I kind of feel like they did a, they did a fine job. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not for you. Because I look at that and I'm like, oh, I know these ones. Brad's spoken about them. And oh, of Mm -hmm. course you'd put the 602 in there. That's how I read this article. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that this article is more for me than it is for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? This is for the casual pencil user, not the boutique pencil user. But what they did is they they just opened the door slightly. And Mm. now it's a jar... And I feel like they should have barged into that door like they did with the notebook article right. and gone, oh, look at this. That's because, stuff. you know, these are like the same price or these are just sure. as cheap, but they're not on Amazon yeah. or in Walmart. And, I and can, that's what they did with the notebook article. I can sympathize with that, um, with that thinking a little more because it, not that it's a disservice, as such, but it kind of is a little bit, right? Where it's like there there are other options available to you. And if you just went for them, you'd maybe have a better. Uh, when was this notebook article written originally? Do you remember? No, years ago. They they update them years and years. Yeah. it's It's been years. Yeah, okay. So I don't know when the original one. I'd say at least two years, if not much more than that. Well, that's that. <laughs> Thank you for humoring me. This episode is brought to you by Harry's the holiday season. Look, everyone, it's fast approaching. There's nothing we can do about it. I know you don't feel like it's happening, but it's happening. So you've got to start thinking about gifts for your loved ones. 
And considering that, I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, I don't really feel prepared for the holidays this year. So I'm looking for great gift ideas and stuff that isn't boring, isn't cliche. And this can be one of them. Because why not get a special person something they will actually use and enjoy every day, something that's practical, useful, and excellent quality. And this is where Harry's Holiday Shave Set can save the day and provide you of an excellent gift idea this season. This is a practical gift that will want to be used every day. Harry's make sharp blades that really last from their award-winning factory. They're engineered in Germany, backed by a 100% quality guarantee. So if you or the person that you're buying this for doesn't love their first shave, you get a full refund. Harry's is the gift that keeps on giving because their blade refills are as low as $2 each. Harry's holiday shave sets come ready to gift in awesome packaging in a handsome holiday-themed gift box. And you can go that extra step by custom engraving the handle. And one more thing, you can feel great about your gift in knowing that 1% of every sale is donated to charitable organizations. Brad Dowdy, tell me a little bit why you think that Harry's would be a great gift for someone. So, Mike, you know how long I've been using Harry's products Mm -hmm. and how much I love them. But I learned something new about Harry's. Over the last couple of weeks, something I did not know previously, Mike, and this is this might blow your mind. Their razors also work left-handed. <laughs> I'm not sure. No if way. You know this. <laughs> I'm not sure if you know, Mike, but I broke my wrist. My right mm-hmm. wrist is broken, mm-hmm. and therefore, not only is my writing having to move to my left hand, Mike, my shaving is having to move to my left hand, and Harry's razors and blades work perfectly right-handed and left-handed which i am just astonished and thankful for every day who could have imagined this holiday season new customers can get five dollars off plus free shipping on any harry's limited edition holiday shave set just go to harrys.com slash pen addict they come with a weighted handle three razor cartridges foaming shave gel travel cover all packaged in a handsome holiday gift box. Don't give socks this year. Delight that person in your life of Harry's. To claim your $5 off plus free shipping, go to H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash penaddict. Our thanks to Harry's for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. All right, Mike. So you can probably tell, like last week, I was dying by the time we got to the end of the episode. We couldn't get to any ass TPA, but I, I think I'm up for knocking a few out this week. What do you think? Uh, whatever you want, boss. <laughs> whatever you want. What I want is that. What I want is the wire cutter to fix that pencil art. Oh That's God. What I want. <laughs> Garrett Bailey asks: When pen shows aren't a thing, what are the best ways or places to find good used pens? So a couple of places that we, we've mentioned several times before. Number one, the Pen Addict Slack has a very active sell trade channel. Just email me for an invite. I need an email address to send it to you. It's it's open to anyone. I just it's just not like open, wide open registration. Um the Reddit slash R slash pen swap is very active. They have very good rules in place and very good moderation to you know make sure all sales go through. Uh, well, I follow that board. There's some really, there's some stuff I've almost bought on there recently. They have a really active um, community over there on PinSwap. And then... Um, oh, you have to be oh. approved to join this subreddit. How interesting. 
Mm, I've never bought anything off of it, but um, some of the moderators I knew, like I think you would know some of the moderators. I think they're like in in the um, um, Panatic Slack as well as well. Mm. Um, so it's it's people who have I've never bought anything from there, but people who do use it um, vouch for it uh, very well. Then there's a virtual pin show on Instagram, which is a constant feed of pins that are used pins that are for sale. Are some great, uh, some great options. So, Adina bought a pen from the virtual pen show account once. Yeah, exactly. So, and then I would check with a lot of the pen retailers. They also run um, some used uh, pens sections, pre-owned pens, because a lot of times, um, especially for maybe some nicer pens, they'll take some trade-ins, right? So, they'll people will get credit for new purchases and these retailers will have pins to sell that have uh, been pre-owned. So, um, and that's a good place to buy because you know, they, they're going to stand behind those products, right? They're going to, you know, get them all cleaned up going to get them in great condition and uh, look wonderful. I very much recommend buying secondhand fountain pens. You get such a good deal on a lot of really good pens. Like I've, I have several, several pens that are, are regulars of mine that are uh, pre-owned that I, I love doing. So check out those places, check out a bunch of retailers. They'll all probably have, you know, different ways, different, um, different tabs on their site to, to check out. But yeah, there's a, a pretty good, some pretty good places to check out. I've, um, I've bought keyboards from uh, a subreddit keyboard yeah. stuff a few things something called mech market that's like the big mm-hmm. buy trade subreddit for mechanical keyboards i bought a few yeah. things that way one of the good one of the i think good things about the about doing this is like you can buy a lot of stuff that's unopened but mm-hmm. secondhand like people didn't want it or didn't use it or whatever i like that but i've also bought yeah. stuff that has been uh previously loved i think is a phrase yeah. that people like to use Absolutely, and it's good. Like, doesn't sound so nice. Yeah, <laughs> these it sounds like more like used cars, but yeah. um, yeah. And these the you know, most of these places that are are larger, like the Reddit boards, you know, they're they're very well run. Like they're vetted, yep. and you know, it's not that you know you don't go without mistakes, but like when buying a used pen or a used keyboard, you want to make sure you're getting what's advertised right. And um, you know, these these yeah. places have a pretty good use some kind moderation. of payment system that's going to give you some kind of protections i know people yep. don't like paypal for lots of reasons but you know they, they yeah, can that, act as an arbiter and problem if, if there's a problem yep like uh the pin swap board that's all they allow right yep. they posted a message just a, f- a few days ago like hey this user is trying to get people to pay differently and contacting them offhand like, we do not use this use this user is not allowed to post do not do things so there there's act it's good to see active um and enforce rules um on on boards like that all right next up comes from ryan uh my question for you and mike i assume they sent this to you is fairly simple (laughs) and it's just a little bit of curiosity in almost nine years of doing the show are there any pens paper or other stationery from the first few episodes that you are still using today a bunch, if I hmm. really think about this, because a lot of it started like before we've been getting fountain pens. Almost all of the standard gel pens and ballpoints, like the Pilot Hatech C, the Uniball Signo DX, 
um, the Uniball Jetstream, the Secure Pickle Micron, all of those were there at day one, and they like literally live on my desk to this day. Mm. From a fountain pen perspective, I'm still using the Pilot Vanishing Point, which is like the first gold nib pen I bought, even though I'm not using the exact same one. That was my first one. That's still a pen that I love to this day. Um, you know, paper wise, the the Wirecard article reminded me how long I've been using Moramon and how much uh, I enjoy using that paper. And that's a very, very long term love of mine, even though it's maybe not the perfect day to day page. But I, I could go all in on Moramon and like Rhodia. Like I've been using those since day one. And then I use things like uh, Pilot Blue Black Ink and Pilot Oroshizuku Shinkai. Those are very, very long term, long running inks of mine that go back you know not maybe to day one but very very early on in the beginning they're they're fantastic uh for me i mean obviously everybody would assume one of them which is the retro 51 tornado which Mm -hmm. i don't know uh how far back that is but that's pretty far back i I would say pretty early yeah it's definitely the however old it is in the show that is the thing that goes back the furthest because i don't use gel pens and stuff anymore um so you know like i know that that's the only thing that goes back that far uh and then you reminded me of hiroshizuku inks like for yugaki and kompeki i still use them and those were my first bottled inks um, I actually think I probably still have my original Fuyugaki bottle because mm-hmm. they're big, right? And and they so I, I have a bottle that's nearly empty and I mm-hmm. assume it's maybe my first or second uh, yeah. bottle of that. Yeah, the I always find it interesting about the Rojizuku ink lineup. They're one of the best ever in, it's just as far as you know, going in blindly to buy an ink and they actually lowered their price by an enormous amount over the years, which is pretty interesting to to think about. I, I, those are the things I think about too much. Holy moly. So Ryan, who asked this question, is in the chat and he just <laughs> pulled out of his brain that it was episode eight of the show where we spoke about the Retro 51. Nice. How far back is that? It's unbelievable. Um, it's it's 429 episodes back no, but like i believe that the what i'm saying is the <laughs> retro 51 being mentioned and loved oh, on yeah. the show is no, I, way earlier in the show's history than i expected oh no i thought it was in single digits honestly i thought it was episode three to be really honest okay with you. yeah i knew it was that far back but anyway, because, so there you go. Because I just found the orange, the orange lacquered editions mm-hmm. was the first one that I bought, and I was I was pretty I shocked about it, it. I got it yep. too. Mm-hmm. So that answers it. That's that's kind. Of, that's really cool though that it goes back, goes back that far. Yep. Wow. All right, I want to hit. I want to hit one more ask TPA, right. then we'll wrap it for today. So uh, this next one. Do you know who this next questioner is? And this is why I want to ask it. I, I answer it because he asked it like a month ago, and I think it's a trick question. Do you know who Tokyo Station MNH is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's our good buddy CY. Yeah. From, from the uh, Tokyo, Tokyo Inklings, Inklings podcast. Yep. yep. So he has a question here. I bought a vintage ballpoint from Pilot, which I luckily found to fit the BRFN30 refills from Pilot. And we'll put the link in the show notes to that refill. It's a, it's a uniquely shaped refill. 
When buying out-of-production ballpoints, how do you find appropriate modern refills that fits, or is it all up to luck? So this is a very CY question, because knowing CY like I do online, he is a fidgeter extraordinaire, right? He will tear down and build up any pen. Like, he buys, like, these really unique and rare and interesting vintage fountain pens, like the pilot, some of the original Pilot Capitalist stuff that like I would kill to have and then pulls them them apart like completely. So I was like, are you really asking me this question? But actually it's a good question because maybe he doesn't use the ballpoints or fountain pens or standard refill pens. And maybe he's just focusing on fountain pens. And honestly, like in the case of the, the BRFN 30, you're never going to find anything in that it's up to luck to find something you can modify into that like i think he figured out how to make it work how to make it you know to to get that specific situation working but with vintage fountain pens i'm excuse me vintage standard pens you're kind of rolling the dice that they use like a standard cross refill from way back in the day like a long skinny refill that way you can modify some other things into it but when you're getting into these short um shorter pens shorter refills you're gonna have a very very hard time finding anything these days that match um because even the companies that are making short refills now like pilot and Lamy, both have a short ballpoint and a short rollerball refill they they just fit like one or two of their pens right they're not going to universally be able to swap into some of these other things so i think it's just completely up to luck and you just you you hope it's going to use a long refill instead of a short refill and then you at least have a chance to be able to Hmm. modify something into that (laughs) this is lost on me this question quite honestly Uh, i mean i don't know cut it i don't know (laughs) melt it's a very i don't know yeah this is a very cy question and it's like he he is the master fidgeter right if if i had this question I would ask him, <laughs> right? Like, see why, how would you fix this? Like I found this old pilot ballpoint and I want to find a refill. What would you do? <laughs> like I'd totally ask him. <laughs> if you would like to ask us a question, you can always send out a tweet with the hashtag ask TPA. Or if you're in the relay FM members discord, just use question mark, ask TPA and you can send it in. You can send them in Slack to Brad. You can email them at hello at pen addict. Dot com and we'll continue to get through them in to our episodes in the future. Thank you to everybody that does send them in. We have a still have a, a good handful of questions that we'll be getting to over the next couple of weeks, and then hopefully we'll have more from everybody out there so we can keep adding to that list. Uh, if you want to find us online, there's a few places that you can do that. You can go to penaddict.com and to find Brad's work and knock.co. Sign up for the newsletters there so you can get information about new products as they're coming online. Uh, you can go to Instagram. Brad is penaddict on Instagram. I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E. I'm also imike on Twitter. Brad is at dowdyism. Uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, twitch.tv slash penaddict. Even with a broken arm, Brad is continuing to Twitch stream for your enjoyment. And this Friday, the 20th, at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, which is 4 p.m. GMT, I'm going to be back on Mike.Live doing a full-on keyboard build 
Um, this is this is a quite serious keyboard that I'm going to mm. be building. By I'm sure my son Mode. will skip school for it. I I hope to see him in the chat. I, I'm really excited. <laughs> this is going to be another full on uh, board build with so- soldering. Is that how you say it? In the soldering? U.S., we say we say soldering. Like there's no soldering because mm-hmm. people make fun of me because of mm-hmm. the way that I say solder. It's know. a it's a hard word to say. It's it's an interesting yep. word, but we say soldering. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Mike dot live. It's going to be at eleven a.m. Eastern time on Friday the twentieth. I'm going to be doing a big keyboard build, so please come and hang out. Next week we have a special episode, don't we, Brad? We do. It is our annual gift guide episode. We will have the lovely and talented Anna Reiner joining us once again, as she does every year for our gift guide episode. So we need to know if you have any gift-based questions. So you can um, also hashtag those AskTPA on Twitter. We'll find those out, figure out which ones are the gift guide ones. I will look through those. You can also email them to the address Mike mentioned, hello at com. But if you're having to buy anything for a stationary friend let us know if we can be of any help and we will take those questions um, next week as mike anna and i go through our picks for our annual gift guide episode so send your questions along all right thank you so much to our sponsors this week harry's pen chalet and good made better and we'll be back next week until then say goodbye brad goodbye brad